Are you ready? Baby, we done it. We're rich, baby. Conor McGregor made us rich. Break out the red panties. We're rich, baby. I said, are you There's only one thing left to do. What's that? Win the whole thing. Yeah. Yes! And welcome once again to the We Like Sports Podcast with... Well, I get to do it. Yeah, Riggs isn't here right With now. Keith, Peyton, and oh my god, boys! Let me tell you who I am. I am the professional one, Parker Pierce, and I've been listening to you jabronis over the last several weeks, and it's clear that you guys make some valid points, and they're pretty decent considering you talk out of your rear end all the time. So I'm hoping that with my new presence. In the studio, I can shed some light on the real sports world since I am the only one who is actually a professional. And what was your name again? Parker <laughs> Pierce, Radio Boy. This is gonna be this, wow. this is gonna be a good show. Radio Boy. We radio call Boy. Radio Boys. All right. That's no, cute. just him. He's Radio Boy. All right. Well, I am on the radio, kind of, sorta, sometimes, and I have this podcast. I guess. I'm very intimidating by him right now, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's because... like You should be. You're in the presence of greatness. Oh my you are in the God. presence of greatness, and you guys are going to learn a lot about sports that you obviously have no idea about. So you'll see over the next two hours. Stay tuned. All right. Pray for me, guys. Here we go. All right. So for the tip-off, as usual, we always go to the tip-off. This time around, we do have, as said last week, we have the... Perfect offseason for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And if our producer Tyler could pull up the actual screen capture of what they have going on, they have a starting lineup in which the center is Andre Drummond. Right. So, and that ends up being factual too. So you have Andre Drummond, you have Joe Johnson at power forward. You have Obi Toppin at small forward, I believe, and then Darius Garland at point, and Colin Sexton at shooting guard. So this is ideally the perfect offseason, and in this offseason scenario, too, Kevin Love gets traded to the Timberwolves, and in return, we end up getting a couple guys. Sure. So in the long run, saving money, Obi Toppin, obviously the draft pick. Right. So, I mean, honestly, I'm going to pull up the move-for-move for what they actually have for the successfulness of the Cleveland Cavaliers. So they end up having the perfect offseason, as mentioned. Sure. And the move for, I want to say it's Joe Johnson for Kevin Love. Right. And they have another one, too, I believe. 
So that would be. Let me find it really quick. So you have. Come on. Kevin Love for James Johnson and Josh Okiji. You have Obi Toppin as their draft pick. Right. They're saying that Mo Harkless, or Mo Harkless, Maurice Harkless, is a signing. Sure. Um, In the background, they said that they could provide him with having more help in the up front power forward area. Yeah. And again, though, Kevin Love isn't with the Cavs anymore. This is the perfect ice uh, off-season scenario for him. And actually, I was wrong. It's Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, Jetty Osmond, Obi Toppin at power forward, and then Andre Drummond. Okay. So that's ideally the perfect off-season for at Hoops Channel on Instagram. And they ended up having all 30 teams, too. So... With that offseason, guys, what are your thoughts on this quote-unquote perfect offseason? I, I got to say, I think it's definitely the perfect offseason if you get rid of Kevin Love. I am sick of going to Cavs games and seeing Kevin Love just mosey his way up and down the court just to get and stand by the three-point line and hope that the ball comes to him. He doesn't bang around in the paint like he used to when he was a Timberwolf. He doesn't bang around the paint like he used to even as a Cav in 2016 to 2014. To 2016. 2016. Yeah, he he just he just doesn't do it You're anymore, right. and it, you, you can't have that if you got a, a core group of young guys. They need leadership. They need guys like Tristan Thompson, who's hustling down the Dennis Rodman of the team. They need that. So in any scenario that Kevin Love is gone off the, the Cleveland Cavaliers, that is a perfect off season in my book. Wow. I mean, I, I'm not a Kevin Love. I, I guess I shouldn't say I'm a, not a Kevin Love fan. I wasn't a Kevin Love fan, so I actually agree with him on this. I actually agree with the fact that if Kevin Love is gone, there's a good possibility that it is the perfect offseason. If they if they made the right moves and everything comes together, why not, right? And the thing is, too, is why like, are you glaring at me? What did I? I agreed with you. You did Parker agree with Bears. me. You did agree with I me. I agreed with you. That's right. You always agree with me. <laughs> oh my God. Man, this is gonna be. We're in for the, it now. The, Whatever happened to the I, other guy? I want Austin just, back. Just, he's gone. The, the only reason, the only reason that they keep Kevin Love around is because he's a name. He's a GQ model face that all the ladies in Cleveland go crazy about. Sure. Get that garbage off my basketball team! Wow, get it off! You heard Parker Pierce right here. Get the garbage off. And you have a substitute for him at power forward too. Sure. If you end up drafting Obi Toppin too, which is a Dayton product. Sure. So. And you already have Andre Drummond. We're going to get to that a little bit later in the NBA section. Right. That he ends up doing something to the Cavs. We're going to have him for a minute. Sure. Kevin Love, there's still that possibility. That's at least official-wise. It's not a perfect off-season scenario. And you also might even have Tristan Thompson, too. The Cavs are thinking about having him long-term. Well, not long-term, but extending him or signing him again. Would you guys be opposed to Tristan Thompson? We talked about it last week. Parker, I know you weren't here. You were whatever the other guy's name was. Austin yeah, was listened. around. I listened. I listened. I'll tell you what. I'm just going to leave this right here. It doesn't matter if the Cleveland Cavaliers have a perfect offseason. There is no way in heck that the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers have a perfect offseason and, and make the playoffs. It doesn't matter. You can have wow. two back-to-back perfect offseasons, but the Cavaliers, they need a lot more time before they're going to be a playoff contender. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. Look what happened. Look what we're seeing now. Like, we, I think we talked about it when probably, what, three or four episodes ago, three or four shows ago. I, I'd have to go back in the podcast and look. But if you look at it, like, it's crazy to know that they're not going to make the playoffs no matter what. Yeah. So, and I mean, we know that 
Golden State's not making the playoffs. Like it's a whole nother the 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 fact that we now are on even playing ground, I guess, rebuilding everything, trying to start over. What can you say other than let's hope it works? You know what I mean? Gilbert's got it. It's all going to come down. It's going to trickle down effect. We're going to have to see what happens. And, I mean, you do imagine, too, with the Cavaliers that, I mean, there is no season for them. This remainder of the season that starts July 31st is gone. Is inexistent. But you imagine that they are going to end up practicing because here's the thing. Is there a possibility that they have a year-round like practice now since there's still basketball going on and they have nothing else to do? No. Do you think, think they, they still practice? Because I think if you're a good team, you're going to want to practice and you're going to want to be sure. better. But you would think that that, that, that is what would well, happen. But is it? I don't know. Well, your, your old host, Austin, I, heard, I listened to him, and he made a good logical point, but you guys didn't seem to really catch on to it. He brought up something about how <laughs> the, the, the eight NBA teams – that don't make the playoffs or the second season, let's just say, those eight teams need to do their own little mini-series because they, those young players need to keep playing to develop. And if you're not out there working, you're not out there grinding, you're not going to develop, and they're going to have absolutely no chance of even competing next year if they don't get some type of playing time. Yeah, no, actually, that's 100% right. When, when Austin made that point, if you don't have these mini camps and you don't go out there, it's just like with baseball. You said it, or Austin said it, <laughs> my bad. Austin said it back when he was Austin, that same thing with baseball. You need a spring training because those pitchers are going to come out, you know, super cold, and then they're all of a sudden going to start pitching. This is going to be the same thing with basketball. You're, you're whether it's in a whole season or whatever, the off season or whatever, they need to have interleague play if if they're allowed to, or or just get back to the workout. Do you I know mean, what I mean? Like, so get back to that point. That or else have like pickup games too. Like, yeah. what's wrong with having pickup games? Like, you still no. have that possibility. I mean, you could still it's, have unorganized play. You, sure. you have to have organized play because the only way you're going to win is if you play with your team. You can't just pick up and go, oh, I'm going to go play with uh, a couple guys from Golden State, or I'm going to go play with a couple guys from whoever's in that eight team. You know, Isn't you that what Kevin Durant team, did, though? You need to build team chemistry. Isn't that what Kevin Durant did, though, Parker? Didn't he just decide to go play with whoever? He did. He did, but he's the best in the world. I'm talking about trash, young <laughs> talent that needs to develop, Peyton. If you make one more S9 comment like that, I'm going to throw you off this second-story balcony. <laughs> this is not fun like it, for me. Uh, no, you're gonna be. You're gonna hate this. No, like, like this is literally this. This like is great. Parker Pierce ends up coming in, crashing into the studio. I don't know how he found out the location too. Maybe it's because Rick's we're, always... a, we're a progressive field. Come on, it's, it's obvious, dude. <laughs> Jesus. I'm very like like my heart is like it's not fluttering in a good way. It's like panic right now. Like oh, I'm worried that I'm gosh. gonna get my butt beat. Like good. You and like look at him. He's 100% muscle. And like the thing is too is that I know that you won't defend me. That's the issue. That's not true. I would maybe do something. Look at him. I don't want to get hurt. But like we're a team here, and this guy comes in progressive field style. Keith, I like you. You're making some decently choice words here. <laughs> See? All right, guys. Um, <laughs> he's gonna keep talking, isn't he? I guess what we're going to keep doing since I keep on talking is we're going to end up trying a new segment here um, called Get in the Ring. <laughs> so mm. the idea – take it easy, man. Take like, it easy, Parker. <laughs> but Get in the Ring is going to be a topic in which when Riggs ends up coming back to, we're all going to have 
30 second topics. I'm gonna be the one coming up with the name and you have to either argue your point as to why you agree with the way they work things okay. or disagree. So it's gonna be, for instance today, it's gonna be Parker Pierce and Keith one-on-one -on -one in the ring. Let's and do it. we're gonna have a certain individual as the topic. Okay. That topic is, and you only have 30 second increments once again, I don't know who wants to go first. I think we're gonna give ladies first. We're gonna give Keith the home field advantage. I didn't think about the lady aspect. Well, hold on, let's let's wait. Let's save this till after break. Let's save this till yeah till till after break. I think our producer had a phone call. Okay. So we'll so, wait till we'll come back and then we'll come back with with uh, with uh, get in the ring where we. So do we want to get into NBA and then get in the ring or? Oh, what time is it? How long have we been on? We only been on for like fifteen minutes. Perfect time for a break. Well, we could do that if we want. We can. If our producer has a phone call, though, how are we going to end up taking it to break? I don't know. I so, don't know where he went. So we're going to end up... God, you guys need to be better. <laughs> this Tyler just disappeared. All right, we're going to get in the ring. It's going right, to work yeah. this way. All right. We, whatever your rules are, I, I think Parker Pierce could agree with me here. You're not that educated. Wow, what the hell? We're going to end up and taking And this it. is why I'm not going to offend you. Uh, this is the <laughs> thing, though. As you know, if you've ever seen this podcast before... The we Like Sports Podcast, I'm always one to talk trash. I don't know how well right. I can back it up, but I'm going to talk trash. Also, we're getting in a ring, which is not a ring. It's a perfectly squared, perfect piece of mat. Everything is perfectly edged. Instead of talking around in rings, it's like circles like you guys do all the time. Oh, I like it. Okay. But anyways, right, let's go. going back to the ring, and again, that's not a the wedding ring. The squared circle. The squared circle. Okay. The topic is... Rob Manfred, why you agree or disagree with the MLB commissioner? Keith, ladies first, according to Parker Pierce, you got 30 seconds. Ready, set, go. He's a horrible commissioner. He's absolutely horrible. Look, he couldn't get baseball back on track. Baseball is already a dying sport. There was no chance in hell at him actually achieving anything with any of the contracts or proposals he gave to the players' union. He doesn't know what he's doing. He begged for a position, begged for the position, and literally got into it and got and Obviously, COVID happened. I get it. But had no idea how to handle the situation. Then he backtracks 150 different times. It's ridiculous. All right. And Parker Pierce, what's your counter argument here, sir? All right. First of all, you are completely wrong, sir. Ugh. Rob Manfred is an absolutely outstanding commissioner, and here's the reason why. In the middle of the NBA and NHL season, they couldn't get their season back in time. The MLB is going to be the first American sport to actually play games. And you know what? In my opinion, he's the first to get it done. That means he's leading the pack. That man has got it done, and we're going to have baseball because of him. And that's 30 seconds that's exactly. And Man. that's called a promo, son. Oh, my God. But here's the issue, guys. You guys make very valid points. You guys hit 30 seconds. The way that I'm tracking score here, my opinion, you had three valid points, Keith. Thank you. But in return, Parker Pierce had three points as well. Oh. So this is obviously a first for everything. First time we're doing this, and you guys tie. Nice. So... What's going to end up what happening is that, a double here? count out? A double count out. Which means nothing, right? I think. Pretty much. Man. So, let's go from here. You got a tie here. 
It's not going to end in a double count out. We're not going to let All that right. happen. All right. You guys have your closing thoughts about Rob Manfred. Make a solid point. I'll give you 20 seconds. Make as many solid points as possible. Keith, you're at it again. Ready, set, and go. The only reason he got it done, as you like to call it, got it done, was because he was put in a position where if he didn't get it done, the MLB was going to crumble. He was going to be known as the commissioner who lost baseball for everybody. There was no chance at him actually getting the players together because he didn't know how to use the contracts to get them to come back. Once he brought them back, it was only because he he didn't have a spine to say what he had to say. You're going to take one of those uh, points away because he went way over time, right? Well, let's see what you do first, then we could go from here, Parker Pierce. Go. Baseball's going to be back before any other sport. Key number one. Other point, the last couple weeks, all you've been doing is dogging the owners, more or less, not the players or the commissioner. It's been the owners. So you're actually saying something else that's like not really making sense because you're contradicting your own self, and I'll just leave it at that. Man. And he had time to spare, too. I time think, to spare. I think Parker, Parker Pierce oh honestly gosh. had you there, Keith. He got in the ring. He didn't let this match end in a double countout. And the fact that he pointed out that you contradicted yourself, I mean, you could always BS sports, but when somebody calls you out for your BS, that's... I didn't BS it, But no. that's when you end up actually getting backed into a corner oh, in the okay. ring, and you okay. just can't defend yourself. So I guess in this instance, in the first ever segment of Get in the Ring, I think Parker Pierce, as the moderator... Oh. You're I just afraid of him. That's why you gave him the extra points. That is not a valid point. I did not say that out loud. <laughs> but... I think Parker Pierce, if you don't mind me touching your hand, sir, you won. Oh, my gosh. Next Wednesday, it's on. Oh, bring it. And we're going to have rigs, too, next I'm about Wednesday, to go too. On a, so this I'm is about to go on a Goldberg-type streak here. Okay. How many How many wins was that in a row? <sighs> I, I, 100 and something in a row. At least Goldberg yeah. is good. <laughs> Man. So that was obviously the first ever Get in the Ring segment. I liked it. Obviously... It's going to be, with two people, I mean, you guys went into overtime if we go into a sports aspect. Yeah. Imagine what it's going to be like if we end up having three, when we end up bringing Riggs back, and he's in this, and he has 30 seconds. Because, I mean, honestly, if we That's going to be a cakewalk. That dude can't help himself but talk for three minutes straight. Man. Wow. The, he's on a roll. Like, this is honestly, like, the change that, like, from, like, our old co-host, Austin, to Parker Pierce. That dude was soft. Is, uh, <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Man. It's, it's night and day. Night and day. But, guys, I think on that note, though, before we end up taking a quick break, when we get back, though, we are going to jump into the NBA. As mentioned, we are going to talk Andre Drummond. We're going to talk a little bit of a clip of what an NBA player did with a young fan. Obviously, that lead-up was very bad described, but it's for good with everything going out. Uh, like, and else. What is wrong with Today, Junior. What the heck? But with everything else going on in the world... It's actually a good thing, a good deed that he did. <coughs> sure. But again, before we go to break, though, I'd like to pitch our social media. Facebook is facebook.com backslash we like sports PC. Leave us a like or else you just search we like sports podcast. Um, also, Twitter and Instagram is at we like sports PC. Anchor, the replay of this in Anchor, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple. Um, 
All that and Spotify. I think I said that twice. But anyways, that would be the replay 9 a.m. Thursday morning, tomorrow morning. And then our YouTube page is going to be 9 a.m. Thursday morning, tomorrow morning as well. So if you end up missing out on this and you don't see the news that Parker Pierce is the new guy in town... Are you flexing or are you just that jacked? Oh, I'm just that God. jacked. I'm sorry, dog. Yeah. Also, give Pro Parker P a follow at Pro underscore Parker underscore P at Instagram. So, I, I guess on that note, though, after we ended up hitting on the social media, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, though, we'll be talking NBA. Don't go anywhere, guys. The We Like Sports Podcast will be back after this. If you're bored in the house and I'm in the house bored, bored in the house and I'm in the house bored, why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. So a little side note, have you ever cut your balls while shaving them? I have and that is painful. I would not ever do that again and I would never shave my balls if it wasn't for Manscaped because once I started using Manscaped, I no longer had to worry about the bleeding anymore. Also, for any new subscribers, you end up getting replacement blades refilled for your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get not only one, but two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the high-patented, high-performance, anti-chafing, manscaped boxer briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPORTSWITHAZ at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with the free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code SPORTS. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thanks, Manscaped. Welcome back to the We Like Sports podcast with myself, professional Parker Pierce, and uh, these two jabronis over here, uh, Peyton and Keith. And I'm uh, you got my name right. I, it was, you, you had to remind me about three seconds ago. It's on my shirt. Yeah, that's, that's really the only way I'll remember it. But uh, uh, before we get back into our next segment, talk about the NBA, we are sponsored by Unforgettables, a little company that makes baseballs. Each is designed by the artist from a hand painting, then printed onto real baseballs. Designed include baseball stadiums, past and present, baseball history pieces, tons of designs worth taking a look. Unforgettables.com. And I can tell you what, these baseballs are very, very professionally done. They're beautiful. I mean, it's not like Peyton in fourth grade drawing with a crane on these baseballs. These are high quality <laughs> design baseballs, people. Check it out. Use promo code SPORTS and get 10% off. And that's SPORTS with a Z. Look at that. Man, he, he really is professional. He is. Better than us. Wow. All right. As we get into the NBA, can I yeah, see that? Go. Probably got Corona all over it. Jesus. Oh, oh, also, by the way, before we end up getting into the NBA, have you been tested? Are you talking to me? I don't know if he's been tested or not. Are you like... We haven't really been socially distanced. Like, are you okay? Like, I had it in January, and I whooped the crap out of it. It's gone. It's out of my body. It's done for. Did you take him in the ring? I took it in the ring. He did. Man. This is really good. I can't believe he won earlier. Like, right, he had some, right. like, solid points. But, like, this, like, honestly, he was wearing a T-shirt earlier. But, like, his like he, like, went through, like, a couple curls. And, like, the sleeves fell off. Like, that's a the real thing. The sleeves fell off. Like, yeah, they, like, even your shirt sleeves are scared of you. Peyton, get on to the next topic, you kiss ass. <laughs> Man. Anyways, the NBA, as mentioned with the NBA, though, we do have Andre Drummond that a lot of people believed that he wasn't going to stick around after the Cavs traded for him. So he ended up picking up his player option 
for the Cleveland Cavaliers for the 2020-2021 season, he's making $28.75 million. Have you ever made that much before? No. No, not yet? (laughs) No. Nope. Is Andre Drummond, though, is he the long-term answer? Because, I mean, obviously he picked up that option. Is he a long-term answer for the Cavs? Because, I mean... doesn't matter now. He is. Yeah. I mean, really, does it matter? Or, I mean, he is. 28 mil, how 28. many years is that? That's just one, one, year. one year. Exactly, that's just so, one I mean, year. So. Said, it's the same thing with Prescott. They sent him, they, they're they sending them, setting themselves up for, like, perfect type of... He's setting himself up for a long-term deal. That's what he's doing. And plus, I've heard he wanted to stay in Cleveland anyway, so... And didn't he share the same agent with Kevin Love or Tristan Thompson, one of the two? I can't remember. I want to say that they shared the same agent, but, like, that's the good news, though. A lot of people ended up thinking that Andre Drummond was gone. Like, it was going to be one and done. He wasn't going to pick up his option. But good news for Cavs fans, I guess, especially because he's still young. Like, the guy is literally... We mentioned Kevin Love earlier. He's like Kevin Love with the way he averages his points and rebounds. He's usually a walking double-double. Sure. So even in that perfect off-season scenario, if you do get rid of Kevin Love, you have a backup right there, and he's still actually somewhat in his prime. Right. And he also doesn't have a perm. A perm. Hey, remember when Kevin Love had his perm? I remember. Here's my thought on this. I like Andre Drummond. I think he's a great fit for the Cavs. However... If you noticed over the past several seasons when he was in Detroit, and even when he played this half season with the Cavs, when it comes down to crunch time, we're up by five, they're up by five, doesn't matter. He's usually not in the game, almost like Timothy Mozgov was in 2016. Yeah, he started, he played the first three quarters, but you never saw him. Tristan was in in in, in the fourth quarter. Right. So... Paying a guy $28 million a year, and yes, I think he could be a huge part of the future if he sticks around for those couple years so that we could rebuild, that would be one thing. Sure. But you're paying $28 million to a guy that barely plays in the fourth quarter. Right. I mean, I get I get your point. I do. So I, I see what you're saying. It's, but. it's just one of those things where, yeah, I, I like that they're spending money to do this, but eh, will, it, will it really benefit? So would you rather? But I guess have... with the stats, I guess I really didn't put that together. I guess I didn't really notice what you just said. So yeah, now that I'm kind of getting that picture, is it, is it really worth the money? Right to have is a guy that, that you know is he not going to be, be in that because he can't make free throws that well. Sure. Yeah. And then you come down to the hack of Shaq scenario when everybody's exactly, the... and and he's no Shaq. No, he's no, no, no Shaq. No, 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 absolutely not. But I mean, you're right. When it comes down to that. Scenario: Is he going to be clutch for us? Can he come in in the fourth quarter? Can he do that? Can, Can he make he clutch this? clutch free throws? No, no. So, so you're right. Yeah. Would you rather have somebody like Tristan Thompson then? That Tristan if you end up Thompson, picking the two of them, yeah. Would you rather have Tristan because he actually developed a three point shot and he and developed figured a out how to free throw shot yeah. as well with his opposite he, hand? Exactly. So then you don't have a choice. So now you're looking at. So why spend the money then? Right. That's the biggest question. So you're what, basically what I, you're I, saying. I love I why. love having Andre Drummond on the team. Sure, I do. But for that kind of money, granted, maybe it's just to give him the money now when we're not too good. Right. That way we can sign him to a long-year deal that's nowhere near that type of money. Sure. That's one thing. But for one year, $28 million for a guy who barely plays in the fourth quarter, 
Not sure how anything. I feel about it. Right. And I think that like the situation is though in this scenario is that Andre Drummond is already making big money in Detroit. So it's not like the Cavs came out and was like, you know what? We're gonna give you a one year deal of thirty million roughly. Right. This is part of his contract. So this option, this was already in place for Detroit. So that player option, he had that option all along to either and here's the thing too, players end up betting on themselves. Right. So you either end up betting on yourself and you end up having thirty million dollars for one year, or you end up having more. If you think that you could do it, you'll have $40 million. So, sure. does Andre Drummond think that he could actually bet on himself? Like, I mean, it's a well, very... I, dude, look, any, any player is obviously going to bet on themselves. If you don't, you're, I mean, if you don't have confidence in yourself enough to bet on yourself, I'm not talking about betting in the books, well, what you're talking yeah. about, if they don't have the confidence enough to bet on themselves for a long-term deal, then you're, you're wasting your time, the club's time, and you obviously haven't achieved the level of athleticism you believe you want. So, if he, yeah, he's obviously betting on himself. That's what I mean. Absolutely. Is he doing a Prescott? Is he going to actually set himself up for a long-term deal with the Cavs? But your point, you you made a point about the fourth quarter stuff. If we can figure that out, the front office has to fi- ha- had to have figured that out. So now, why is he getting that amount of money, and what is the well? I, I think the reason is is because you got to sell tickets somehow. You got to win a few. Ga- You're not going to make the playoffs around Andre Drummond. You're just not going to. I mean, they could even do it when they had Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin. So, I good, mean, good point. I mean, really, all this is, you're throwing him money so he can be happy, see what he can do, and then you build a team around him to where you can give him that long-term contract for less money and still have a good team around him to where he that his type of role-playing is perfect, to sure. where you don't need him in the fourth quarter because your team's good enough that you don't need him. But this team's not good enough to where we need him in the fourth quarter, but that doesn't benefit him. It doesn't right. benefit us either. Makes so. Sense. And I think, like, the point I'm trying to get to, though, with, like, Andre Drummond, obviously this option, there's no choice. It's either a part of the contract, so sure, you no, have no, to I pick it up or else he walks. So, right, right. obviously, in the scenario, though, too, what if after this one-year option he decides he likes Cleveland and then signs for, like, a five-year $60 million contract and then is making $15 million a year instead of 30 So So Richard Flowers put in here, Drummond is not the answer. And I, I agree with him. Yep. I, I, actually, you might want to pull up the things. My phone died. I was trying to... Way uh, to be prepared. Yeah. Why don't you have it on? Because... So, basically, what he said was, read his comment out loud. Because I think Richard is right. I think Richard is 100% right was, uh, with what he said. Right there. So, he said, Drummond is not the answer. It's not he, his fault the game doesn't go through the five anymore, which is true, because, I mean, you have guys like DeMarcus yeah. Cousins, you have Tristan Thompson that developed a three-point shot, Al Horford, Tobias Harris, you name it. All these big men now are literally out in behind the arc. Right. Yep. Like, there's no old-school smash-mouth basketball anymore. Sure, sure. Except for maybe you know, Dwight Howard, but Dwight Howard, like, he's... You saw how he fizzled out. Yeah. And just to let you know, Richard what? Flowers, real quick, is doing a show in studio here called Friday Night Lights where he talks local high school sports. So if you're not a, a, in the group of Friday Night Lights on Facebook, check him out. The show is awesome. He gave a little bit of a preview today about what he's going to be doing. You need to watch that show if you're in Lorain County. Even if you're not in Lorain County, it doesn't matter. But the show is going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. And there, the, he came in, did a little promo today, did a little video, uh, got some exciting stuff in there going, but it's going to be a great show. So I want to throw that out there before. That's Richard Flowers was the, was the comment, but he's doing that show Friday Night Lights, so it was great. And before we end up going further into sure. the NBA, though, get this, Parker. 
So Keith, this guy right here, in case I forgot his name, he's actually really good friends with Peyton Hillis, uh, former Browns running back. Well, now 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 he's good friends with uh, two professionals. Oh, see, I'm good friends with them now. How do you just because like just because you agree with me? That's right. Hey, that's okay. I'll take it. But anyways, though, you guys do a show, right? We do. When, where, social media? So actually, we're going to be moving the show to a bigger platform, keeping it closed right now uh, to where we're going to be. But we do it on Moving the Chains Facebook every Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the people who are watching in Arkansas and stuff like that. Or That's or still Eastern Time, too, Arkansas. No, it's not. Is it? No. No? No, they're an hour behind us. Really? Yes. Wow. That's okay, though. But anyways, so it's 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, you follow him, you know, follow him on Twitter, Peyton, at, the, at Peyton Ellis, and then follow me at KeithMigro1. And uh, we have a good time. It's a fun show. And then, that does sound like a lot of fun. Well, I have you on as a guest. All right, that sounds good. Peyton, I hope that one day you come up here to Cleveland, and uh, me and you could take this jabroni Steeler fan either into the ring or out to the parking lot and take care of him. I thought he was does that sound good, me. pal? He is. No, he said Peyton, the other Peyton, not my Peyton. He wants to beat you. He, no, he yes, but he me called out Peyton, Peyton with an E, want to take out Peyton with an A. <laughs> That's awesome. This is crazy, just like the way that everything is, though. Like, you honestly have, like, that connection now, I guess. I, hopefully, I, I don't know if you're able to actually hang around with Peyton Hills, though, because, like, he's he, he's a bigger dude than me. He might not be as intimidated. Oh, I don't care. I, I respect the crap out of Peyton Hills. You know why? Because he's a professional unlike you. <laughs> I don't respect these these radio people over here. Hey! Hey, yeah, you're, you're all right because you agree with me. Hey, you, yeah. on the other hand, I can't even handle the crap that comes out of your mouth sometimes. But Peyton, you're a professional, and anybody who's a professional, I like you already. Speaking of professionals, I guess, because I'm just trying not to get him too fired up because it could get to the point that my back's turned and he just ends up swinging on me, and that's very scary. Um, but anyways... I never hit people from the back. But I appreciate that. But anyways... But you, I might make a uh, special case for. I don't know. Oh you keep talking gosh. about this. But anyways, though, as we end up going for a more professional standpoint, we have Giannis Antetokounmpo that is kind of doing like this meet and greet thing and a young fan actually ends up making something for them um we'll play the video and then i'll explain more afterwards so guys check it out here's the clip Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's amazing. It's amazing for me. There's a reason. You do all this? So it took that little girl yeah. to make that art, that took a year for her to do. That's crazy. So the fact that she was able to obviously, I mean, obviously you're a fan of the man. Sure. Because you're not doing that just for, as Parker likes saying, some jabroni. You're not doing that just for anybody, the guy that's begging at the end of the highway. You're not doing that. You're doing it for somebody that you look up to, you idolize, or whatever, and you spend a year. Sure. 
you don't know if that's a year consistently on and off or whatever, but the effort though, and then the thing as a professional athlete too, I'm sure Parker has done this plenty of times, but if a fan goes up to you, you don't have the obligation to give them the time of day, correct? You're right, you don't, but I'll tell you what, in the professional sports world, it's good to see stuff like this happening because, yeah, they do look up to you because you are on TV, you're the one who is setting example, even though you might not even think it and you're getting paid to do it, you're really touching the hearts of a lot of people around the world. I mean, this reminds me a lot of the time when John Cena granted you a wish on the Make-A-Wish Foundation, so this, this type of stuff this type of stuff is so great to see in the sports world because it's needed, because it inspires people and it makes everybody f- just fall in love with sports even more. Well, to I wish I would have remembered that if I would have known. That was good. That was good. To Do you remember what that wish was for? Oh, I was, yeah, just you being you, probably. I can I can see that. Man, I can see that. But no, that when you need it. You can actually help like, defend me here. It's two on one. You're talking. This is a handicap match. You're talking. Ryan's not here. Wow. You're talking about... Because Ryan's handicapped. Wow. Well, he is, and he knows it. Yeah. Handicapable match. Handicapable. But but that's what you're talking about. Like, these athletes don't have to do that. Hillis didn't have to respond to me. That's true. I mean, look at what happened from that. You know what I mean? Like, Hillis responded to me. We became friends. You changed your last name? I did not change my last name. You didn't? I don't think so. Wow. But anyways, Hillis became friends, and then we ended up doing the podcast together. But it was a fan reaching out to somebody in the professional world, like Parker was just talking about. Like that's legit, you know what I mean? Like so, when you go on your wrestling and people love you and or, or hate you, whatever. But that you have fans. It, I think that athletes now are realizing that it's the fans that pay their salaries in the end, especially you know right now. Paying, I mean, yeah. you're seeing with it now, a hundred percent with. Like the lockouts going on, and like you're literally getting prorated salaries because I mean, to take it a step further, when sports open back up, yeah. since they are literally right around the corner, you're telling me that ticket prices are going to be the same if fans are allowed in because they lost out on money. The yeah, NBA right. missed out from March, April, May. June, if you're in the playoffs, sure. So well, all that time, like even though you're making it up, dollars, yeah. even though you're making it up, you're making it up without fans. Sure. So that's going to be an expensive ticket to get into the arena or the ballpark or whatever, right. because you have to make up that difference. Yeah. yeah so the no, fact absolutely. that you don't see the fans there, I mean, for one, if it's the same price, you're going to get the fans. There, people that love sports sure. are going to be there. But if you don't have fans there. You're going to see the difference. You're going to see the effort. You're going to actually realize what you missed out on. So, I mean, there's some athletes out there that don't give players, fans, whatever, the time of day. They don't care because they're all, well, not to call them selfish individuals, but a couple of them are. They'd rather just... Do their job, go play, leave, that's it, and fans don't matter, and and, and that's the excitement's when it, gone. And that's when it becomes a problem, is when professional athletes start taking it as a job instead of a game. Well, Hillis always says the same. Hillis was talking, we had the kid that jumped into the dog pound when... Um, the kid when, jumped into the dog pound? When Hillis jumped into the dog pound, we had the kid on the, the show... Because he got his picture taken when Hillis did that drive in uh, when we were facing the Patriots. Hillis didn't have to have that kid on, but that was like the biggest thing for that kid 
to ever, ever happen. You know what I mean? And then, you know, me and Tyler go out to the baseball game out at, uh, at Progressive, and we're waiting. You know, obviously we know where the players come out at. Not this year. And, no, no, right. But, I mean, yeah, it was last year, actually. And Tomlinson actually came out and was like, or two years ago, and Tomlinson was like, you know, I had a ball. Uh, Tyler caught it, actually, fall ball ball. And, fall uh, ball ball. Fall ball ball. Foul ball and a baseball. And so he handed it to, to Tomlinson, and it was immediate. He's like, yeah, man, I'll sign up for you. Absolutely. And, of course, you know, me and Tyler, like, dude, we're big fans. It was Tomlinson. He sucked. But it was still cool to You're see. Really, he sucked so bad you can't even say his name right. It's Tomlin. Tomlin, whatever. Tomlinson. Did I say Tomlinson? Yeah. Tomlin. Sorry, Josh Parker. Tomlin. You got Sorry, that one right. Parker. Yeah, well, yeah. got that name, man. Well, anyways. Tomlinson. He'll never forget he wasn't, that one. He wasn't very... He wasn't very good, but the point was he didn't have to take the time to do it. And it's the same thing with every sport. You know what I mean? They don't have to, to walk out and give you that stuff. But when the players start to realize that dude, that that little thing, that little autograph, that little, hey, just come on the show for five minutes or whatever, that little piece actually now now they're a legend in that person's eyes, period. doesn't matter what they do, how they hand it, they're a legend. And that's what athletes need to get back to is looking at the fans because Albert Bell refused to sign autographs. Jim Tomey really didn't sign many autographs either. Omar Vizquel did, Carlos Baerga, all those guys before Manny was Manny. He used to sign those things. So when you look back at that, like take sports, you know, as a whole, and go, yeah, man, that makes it that much better to go to a game and know you're going to get some type of an autograph or play catch with somebody or whatever while they're warming up. I use baseball as an example because that's when most of my, you know, most of this happens. But. It, it, it's the Browns training camp. When they go through there, they have the tent set up. It's I that. mean, after training camp, they have that kind of signing session. And yeah. when I was at that window company a while back, we literally had, like, a vendor spot for, our yeah. like, our windows. So after training camp, if you were a guy and you were working that day, literally you would end up just going up to the field and you're like, here's my credential to get in. Like, you want to sign this? And they, like even me, not as a Browns fan, I'm like I just want it signed. I'm just going to throw it somewhere, or else somebody else could have it. Because you get some cool stuff. Sure. Like absolutely. I'm pretty sure Joe Schobert ended up like signing something for me a while back, and I'm like, I'm trying to read it, and I'm like, oh, what's the number? And then you just throw it into Google because you can't tell because like face to face, like baseball, basketball, you have you're it's easier to see who the player is. Sure. But when you're under pads and you're under a helmet it's all the time, you can't right, really right. tell. Right. But I could recognize Roberto Perez if he ends up walking by right now because oh, yeah. you it's always the different like facial features you end up seeing the post game when they have like no hat on or whatever. And football it's kind of different though. So it's it's very very interesting and to I guess kind of wrap up about like the NBA point and just the time of day that players are kind like if you end up giving a fan or another media outlet the time of day usually that means you get it sure, because sure, for example right. Parker and, you weren't around for this at the time but we had Zach Plesac on along with Peyton Hillis and Zach Plesac I know you know it he's an Indian starting pitcher right. so the fact that we were able to I have him it. on it's just he took the time of day and didn't have to do that. Right. Yeah. He didn't. Yeah. You're right. That's yeah. That's that's really awesome for him to throw a bone to you guys like that. You know, that's really neat. And and you know, in the professional sports world, like I know myself, you know, I never grew up as a kid that was like really got starstruck. But I mean, yeah, you got kids like Peyton. It's like that's the only thing they have to look up to, and they need to give back to guys like him. <laughs> What do you mean, guys like him? Just look at you. Man. Wow, this guy is something else. 
So there's a part of me that wants to end up going into the NFL, but I think we're going to take a quick break here sure. just because there's a lot of NFL, and I want to take that break at 8.30, and there's no way that we're just going to take five minutes for NFL, especially with the news of what a Cleveland Browns running back wants to end up continuing on with with his career. Right. So we'll jump into that a little bit more. Also, we end up having a former Steelers wide receiver that's trying to make his way back into the NFL. So... Definitely stick around. Check us out on Facebook, We Like Sports Podcast. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Twitter, We Like Sports PC, along with the Instagram as well. When we get back, though, we're going to hit into the NFL. And then, guys, after the NFL, I know Keith and I are baseball fans. Parker, still new to you. I'm still trying to get used to you. You seem like you're a baseball guy, though. I was a college baseball player before I was a professional wrestler. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. don't know, man. Things aren't matching up now. But I'm anyways, we will be talking baseball. We will be talking Trevor Bauer. We will be talking Indians. So, again, don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this on the We Like Sports Podcast with NFL, baseball, and more. See you after this break. If you're bored in the house and I'm in the house board, bored in the house and I'm in the house board, why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. So a little side note, have you ever cut your balls while shaving them? I have and that is painful. I would not ever do that again and I would never shave my balls if it wasn't for Manscaped because once I started using Manscaped, I no longer had to worry about the bleeding anymore. Also, for any new subscribers, you end up getting replacement blades refilled for your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get not only one, but two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the high-patented, high-performance, anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPORTSWITHAZ at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped. And use the code SPORTS. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thanks, Manscaped. And welcome back to the We Like Sports Podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, as we were walking back, you stepped on my shoe. And you untied my shoe, so now my shoe is not tied. I am not in perfect balance at the moment. So you get your grubby little fingers, and you tie my shoe. Come on. This is embarrassing. And Oh my, he's tying his shoe for him. Well, he needs to stop making dumb decisions. Why are these Velcro? <laughs> if it's Velcro, why is it taking you so long? Like I said, make a wish foundation. You're right. I and R. Never right. had a tie laces before. Oh man. <laughs> this dude, I swear. The fact that he made you tie your shoe, I feel bad for you. If there's any females out there, please contact Peyton and just message him a hug or something. No, Drop one of those care emojis on Facebook for him too. Do that. That'll brighten his day. Do that. He just he just tied a grown man's shoe because you're scared. Hey, I'll tell you this much. I'd rather not have my butt beat. So <laughs> it's it's being called a smart individual because in the end, Parker Pierce and I we might be friends. If I kiss his butt enough, that's what he thinks. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm still just like you're. You're my friend, right? Is it going to affect our friendship? Depends. No, I'm not your friend, man. Sorry. Whatever. NFL. (laughs) NFL. um, As we end up getting back. So before we get into Browns news, 
We're going to hit on the former Steelers wide receiver that once again is trying to make a return to the league after his very hectic 2019 season. Um, you guys remember Antonio Brown, right? Right. Now that's not a professional. No, why not? That man is not a professional. All, yeah, all, all the garbage he caused. I mean, granted, I'm happy it happened to the Steelers. But Jesus, sure. he went to Oakland and played for what, four days? Something like that? I mean, the dude's a complete clown. He's a clown. He, he's, he's not a team player. He doesn't belong in a team sport. That dude should just go play ping pong or something so that <laughs> so that he can literally be by himself. That dude is selfish. And he, he, needs to selfish. Be, he needs to be in a totally different sport because he is not a team player whatsoever. He is selfish. You're right. I mean, flat out, he is. And look, I, I, players off the field need to – listen, if you're on the field, and you, we talked about it earlier, you are a role model for people. You're a role model. So if you're going to ask – So if you need your shoes tied at home, contact me because apparently I'm your guy. Wow. That's what role models do. That's sad. But if you – You're had, more like a servant, not a role model. Wow, that's even worse. So wow. Your new name's Butler. Oh. I'm just going to call you Butler. Wow. Man. This is rough. Like, I don't know if you know this or not, Parker, but I'm newly single, and this is not helping my case. And I don't think Why you want to tell him that. Oh man, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> man, oh the things I can come up with. Give me time to brainstorm. We'll do. Go ahead, continue on. So, anyways, the whole entire Antonio Brown situation. A couple teams are still looking for him. They're looking at bringing him in. One of those teams being the Seattle Seahawks. Right. The other one being, and this is very ironic. The Baltimore Ravens. It's ironic because who did the the Browns? Who did the Ravens draft not too long ago? His nephew or whatever the was his what, what Hollywood Brown or whatever, like his cousin or whatever. I think it was his cousin. Maybe it was his nephew. I'm not sure. But they ended up having him drafted, so you could have literally. I mean, Antonio Brown at the end of the day, he's not a bad athlete. He's just a... He's a bad person. And he's just... And, and his, you really, he's like Josh Gordon, but worse. And if you're the Baltimore Ravens, do you really want two members from that family on the same team? The only thing is we talked know. about this, uh, again, issues before when we were talking about Mayfield and, and Beckham. Well, he wasn't when, around for that. You're right. You weren't here. I listen, you don't though. want to have a nasty... Uh, you don't want to have that type of energy or vibing inside of a locker room. You know, take it for instance, you played college baseball. I played baseball. When you're in a locker room, it doesn't matter. You win or lose. You win or lose as a team. But when you have some asshat out there screaming and causing more problems, there, there it is. That locker room is now divided every game you go out and play with is now a difficult decision that are a difficult scenario that you're in because is Gordon going to be in the game or is he going to be smoking pot you know is whatever going to happen is this going to happen is Beckham going to try to get too big and it just doesn't make for a good vibe and that's how chemistry man chemistry Wait, has to you play. said you said something there that actually finally clicked and I think I understand now finally to put it together from last week's show and this week's show and I'm sorry for interrupting but Austin, when he was here last week, he had some of that Delight Cafe CBD. Yeah. And look what happens a week later. He ends up taking it, and he's more so calm, relaxed. And yeah. It's just more so he's like it, it, he's that, more that, of himself, apparently, because this guy came out of nowhere, and literally we had branded on him. We had Delight Cafe, and yeah. literally the H Podcast, those guys. And then Parker Pierce comes out of nowhere. It's just it blows my mind that, like, you end up changing yourself and changing your life just from one product. Well, I'll tell you what I think. I think that product really opened 
opened that dude Austin's mind a little bit. And, you know, it made him realize <laughs> he's, he's just hanging around a bunch of, uh, you know, clowns here in this studio. And what he's did like, I get thrown he's in like, for? He's like, he's like, you know what? He goes, I need to call up my buddy who can actually, you know, put these guys in check. You let me know so that's why I'm here. Mom, ask me to tie your shoe, I'll shank you. Whoa, the violence, not necessary. <laughs> so anyways, though, Antonio Brown, as we get back on topic, should an NFL team, and I feel like I ask this consistently, do you, I guess, as Browns fans, would you rather have Antonio Brown on the Ravens just due to the fact that now he's essentially a cancer? Yes. Absolutely, because the Ravens can't get better. They, the, with the team they already have, they're already favored to, to pretty much be in the AFC Championship sure. game. They can't really get much better, and I don't think I think getting Antonio Brown will actually make them worse. So, yeah, all power to you, Baltimore. Go ahead. Well, that's the, that goes back to the whole, is he a cancer? Does he bring his teammates down? Yeah. So, yeah, of course, put him on Baltimore, fine. But that's a sick thing when you have to worry about you know, can we bring him in? Can he play? Yeah, dude, he can. We know that. Okay, he's got skill. He's got talent. The problem is, is when somebody becomes bigger than the whole team, it no longer matters what the plays are. It's same thing for baseball. It doesn't matter what sport you're in. If you become bigger than that team, or you think you're bigger than that team, you now you now have become an issue, a liability for that team, and then you're not going to have that chemistry to go out there and play and win and try and practice. We saw it with Beckham last year, dude. We saw all of that come into play. And it's like, man, come on. Why in the world do you have to have that big of a head when you're dealing with that? When you're dealing with a team sport, you want to do it with golf? Fine. That's a, that's a one-person sport. Fine. Do it. Ping pong. You want to deal with ping pong? Fine. It's a one-person sport. Sometimes Boxing, they play doubles. Fine. And then those of you those of you wondering at home who know I am a professional wrestler, I am not a solo competitor. I am a tag team specialist because I am a team player. So I know what it takes to have success as a team and having a guy like Antonio Brown on your team doesn't make your team any more successful. Well, let's let's take it further then. Let's go ahead. You you get in the ring, not this one, but you get in the actual ring. And when you're dealing with stuff like that, listen. I, I was a wrestling fan. Okay, I was back in the day. I haven't watched it much now, but dude, that's entertainment. There's a lot of fans that go to that. There's a lot of fans that like that stuff. How do you do? You're not. You just said you're a tag team. You're for a reason. You know that there is a team mentality there. Yes. So no matter what role you're playing at that time, you understand that. Looks. Listen. I am a team player. I'm out there to entertain people. That's what athletes do. They're out there to entertain us. They can throw a ball. They can hit a ball. They can catch a ball. Whatever. They're they out can eat there a hot dog, too, because those are athletes, too. With the 4th of July coming up? No, those yeah, are not. It is coming up. Those Joey Jaws. You're my boy, I guess. But you know another for a professional fact, athlete. professional, yeah. But you know for a fact that the second you start getting a bigger head than anybody else, it's not going to mesh well. It's not going to work right. Now all of a sudden, your your chemistry's thrown off, his chemistry's thrown off, and now you're not a role model to anybody. It just sucks. You're exactly right, and that's I think that's exactly why I think I needed to join your podcast because the way you guys were going, it just really wasn't working. And I, I hope that I can teach you and give you the mentality of what true teamwork really is. Is, and I'm hoping that this podcast will at least grow a little bit. You know, I mean, we still got to convert this guy over here because he ain't really a team player, being a Steelers fan and all. But you know, I, I think I think with our teamwork and camaraderie, and you guys, you guys start learning the the, the right systems to success. Things will work out for you. Guys. I think you're just but, that person. So what are my systems yeah. to success, though? 
Well, you got dedication. Tying shoes. You got confidence. You got to have respect. And you know what? I don't have respect for you because you're a Steelers fan. You give you, you got dedication. You don't have confidence. You just tied my shoe. But respect. Respect. Oh man. I don't have respect for you because I tied your shoe and you're my elder. Oh God. Not by much, but you're still. I think my you elder. just made him sick. Yeah, you're. You're just gonna throw up in his your mouth. Your comments. Gosh. Oh my. We'll, God. we'll see how this works out. Man, it's not looking good. Man, we might have to find someone again. It's okay. Man. But anyways, as we end up going, I guess, from Antonio Brown to now the Browns. Sure. One Brown to the other, I guess. Do you like that joke? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> Tyler, switch the scene. <laughs> Kareem Hunt ends up saying that the following statement when asked if he'd be open to signing with the Browns long term or at least an extension, he says, I would not mind playing for the Browns for a long time. Wow. And that's even with another running back being around like Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb for a long time. And this is completely opposite of of Antonio Brown. You got a guy who knows he's gonna be he's gonna be the backup or just a rotational guy, yet he's still one of the top ten running backs in the league. Timeout. He's 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 trying to be a great teammate. He's trying to be a great teammate and prove to his own city, because he's from he's from Cleveland. He loves the Browns. Sure. He wants to be the guy. He wants to bring the championship to Cleveland. And the only way he can do that. Teamwork and being dedicated to his own hometown. Speaking of like the rotational player, though, didn't he get pulled over for something that involves rotational teams? I don't know if I want him on my team he if I'm get, a Browns. He did get pulled over for that. He got pulled over for open container. He had an open container. And then before he's and been suspended for beating women and right. That look, and I believe people is, can change. Don't get me wrong, but no, I don't no, know listen, if that's a listen. long-term solution. Okay, okay. There's a difference between people can change off the field and people can change on the field. I don't believe that you can change on the field. You are who you are as a teammate on the field. Off the field, it's a different thing. I believe people can change off the field much easier than they can change on the field. And I think I think Kareem Hunt is going in the right direction. Hopefully it's not another Josh Gordon situation. But he is a great talent, and you have to bet on it, especially with when you already have Nick Chubb. It's not like it's not like it's yeah. our number one guy, and we got we got a scrub backup running back. We we have Nick Chubb. This is you can bet on this guy because honestly, there's really not much risk. Sure, and I agree with that. But when you look, me and Hillis talked about this Tuesday. This act, him specifically, because Kareem Hunt, yes, or Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt. Okay. Specifically, we talked about. So you guys him didn't talk about your Chubb in Cleveland. We did not. Okay. So you have. You have a, a player who obviously is having the same issues that a lot of these NFL players are having. They're superstars. They're good. They're great, right? He's going to have to take a – he obviously is going to take a backseat to Chubb. Obviously, period. But off the field, stop smoking weed, bro. Like, stop doing that. Stop putting yourself in Lay those positions. Lay off the weed. Yeah. If you're get, and again, we're not having a discussion as if, if weed is legal or should be legal or whatever. What we're having a discussion on is, is it legal in Ohio? No. For medical purposes, yes. But for recreational use, no. Does the NFL have a problem with it? Yes. Therefore, you either pick your job 
or weed. And I'm telling you right now, we have players who we've seen this happen to all the time. Twice within the last yep. like five years. Why can't you? Three just, times if you include Kareem Hunt. Exactly. Yep. And you want to talk about role models. I have to sit down and tell my kid that if you're going to drive drunk and you're going to have open containers and get caught with weed, that's not the kind of role model you want for your children. So now we have to sit back and go, is the weed legal? No, it's not. If it was, a little bit of a different story, but still, the NFL is his employer. So if the NFL says this substance is, is tested and we do not allow it and you can't have it, then you have to follow the guidelines of your employer or get a different job. If it was anybody else, if it was me, Peyton, obviously you're a professional, if it was me or Peyton, and you get busted with that stuff at work, doing something that the job tells you not to do, you're going to get fired like this. So as a professional, let me ask you this question, Parker Pierce. As a professional, if you did smoke the grass, to at least put it in a more polite right way. It's weed. Marijuana. Whatever. Whatever you want to call it. Grass, more, weed, more, marijuana. Grass is from like the 70s. What the hell? Whatever. Whatever the stuff Cheech and Chong did. But anyways, oh, okay. isn't that Labradoodle that they ended up doing too? I don't know. I mean, if you've seen the movie, that's what it did. Right. But anyways, though, as a professional, and if you smoked weed... And you know you got tested. Would you lay off the weed like you said? Yeah, absolutely. If 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 your if your employer does not want you doing something, don't do it. It's simple. just don't do it. Now, I mean, I've worked for people in my past that they they promote that stuff. Sure. So I mean, it's it's one thing or another. You choose you choose. Do you like this job? Because it has those type of benefits, or do you want a different job with different type of benefits? Either way, whatever your employer says goes. Exactly right, and I think that, but that's what people don't understand, is that the point you just made right there, whatever is legit. That's legit. Whatever the employer says goes. If you want to go out and start the the, the weed FL, go ahead. If yeah. you want to go out there and, and start a whole league where you can do whatever you want. That's still not a role model you want, though. I don't care about the, the, the smoking the weed, driving around open containers. Then the cop was going to let him off with just a speeding ticket. Yep. And he kept pushing. And the cop was like, look, dude, you got busted for weed, man. I get it. Like, if, you, if I drug tested you right now, would you pass? And he's like, no. So we lied about it and said it was his brother's. Clearly it wasn't. Brother's not in the car. So now... A normal person doesn't get off on a speeding charge for clearly being intoxicated and having an open container. They get thrown in jail. But the city of Cleveland didn't do that to him. That cop didn't do that to him. The cop was like, I let you off with a speeding ticket because I know, I know who, you who you are. are. Yeah, exactly. And that's where that's privilege a- comes into play and athletes take advantage of the system. Absolutely. They yep. have to because they're continuously breaking rules and crying foul about it and, right. and playing victim. You, you, see, you see Tom Brady doing that, though? No. No, no, you don't. You see but, the, the, the major athletes such as a big star professional as you, knows that you have people watching you. Right. You have people, be, you, you have a fan base. You have a following. Why wreck that fan base and, and why play victim when that fan base turns on you? So is he a star athlete? Yeah. Is he going to be fine under Chubb? Yeah. But the Browns organization knows what they're signing. The Browns organization knows what type of person he is. They cannot get pissed off when he continues to break every single rule right. that they throw out. Adam. Exactly. And you know that there is a possibility he's going to break those rules and we're right. going to lose him. But do you want Kareem Hunt on the Browns? 
for the next several years. Yeah, I think he's great. Okay. That's the thing. As an athlete, you have to decide. You know, at, at what, like, okay, and LeBron the only reason James, I think I want him is because of the low risk factor. You know what you have in Chubb. Sure. You know what you're going to get. And Kareem Hunt's just a bonus. Sure, you know he's going to be a good, right, and I understand that. But you have to look at the you have to look at the, at the athlete at the point, and that's what the Browns are trying to do. But there's problems. Gordon went through the same crap. Antonio he Callaway, was, yeah, like Edwards, like look at what happens. Edwards was have, stone hands. He was like it wasn't necessarily the weed. He was just a terrible but football he was player. A, he was. Yeah. But when you look at when you break down the player's personality, that should have been. I hate LeBron James. Is he the best? Yep. You have to respect that. You have to respect the fact that James is the best. Off the field, I don't agree with a single political thing he says, and I wish he would just shut his mouth about it. I don't agree with how he handles himself off the field, off the court, period. And it's the same thing with Kareem Hunt. Do I want him? Do I think it's a stellar? Do I think it's a good idea for the Browns to have him in the situation that he is, especially him going in knowing that he's going to take a backseat to Chubb? Yeah, I think it's a good move for the Browns to have him in. But what's going to happen week five when he's pulled over again for, for having a bong in his car? I guess, that's just, I guess that's just one thing we got to wait and find out. It is. And, there, and I'm sure there's something in this contract that's going to have to be just like there was with Gordon. Yep. You know, there's going to be something in there that says, hey, if you continue to mess up, we're going to hit you with stuff. You know what I mean? Yep. And again, it's not it's, it's not even a social issue at that point. It's not even a, is we properly acceptable or is this or is that? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because the rule for the employer is you cannot touch this stuff right now. Right. Now, you want to see how fans at home could easily piss off two Cleveland fans? If Kareem Hunt does get pulled over and you do wait and see, just remember, guys, it's always the same in Cleveland, especially with the Browns. There's always next year. Yeah, right. There's always next year. But the problem is, is that, for one, we're still thankful every day that we wake up that we don't live in Pittsburgh. So, I mean, that's okay. We're also happy that our, our – listen – Listen, there is. I'm closer to you right now because he gave me a glare after I said that. I mean, I'm gonna hold you down. There is, there is a, a, a legitimate. There is a legitimate saying, there's always next year. The reason there's always next year is because we continue to rebuild. We're Browns fans till we die. Then we yes. bleed orange and brown. Yep. We, we, we're a Cleveland fan. You know, We're an Indians fan till we die. That's just how it is. And when you start to see organizations making moves like this, as a fan, you're like, dude, he's a piece of crap off the field. But then you have to look at the athlete and you're going, okay, do we, are we going to have him through week five? Are we going to have him week seven? Are we going to have him for that stuff? So yes, there's always next year. Maybe we don't put ourselves in that position. Maybe we, you know, okay, yeah, is there always next year? Yeah, but do we have to worry about is this guy going to perform on the field and is he going to be an idiot off the field? That's yep. not something we want. Again, it goes back to that locker room mentality. And, and it's also another thing about being a Browns fan that's kind of fun sometimes. Is it's, being a Browns fan is like, you know, a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. You don't. You're right. You're, you're right. What a no. But chocolates are it's still chocolate. It's still the, fun. The, the thing still is, like is, it. is you listen, you're going to hit one of these days. It doesn't matter. You play lottery long enough, you're going to hit something. Yep. It might not be a Super Bowl, but it's going to be a playoff run. It's going to be something. And, and I'm not saying it's going to happen this year. It's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is you can't go 700 years without some kind of a championship. Right. So, yeah, I'm teaching my kids to like that because generations from now, They'll sit there. Do we ever think the Cavs were going to win a championship? Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, that Cavs championship, it just, I bet it felt so much better for me, <laughs> way more than the combined two Super Bowls you saw the Steelers win. I guarantee yeah, I was a it, lot it, it more happier. It felt so much better, and I guarantee you it tops, even if the Steelers won four in a row, 
during that time. Yeah, I know they won a few back in the 70s, but you know you guys like to throw that in our face, even though that's ancient history. Right. But the two Super Bowls that you saw, I guarantee you, me and Keith definitely enjoyed that Cavs parade and that Cavs 100%. championship. But I enjoyed ten it times too, better yeah. than you. I enjoyed it too. I'm from Cleveland, but I like okay. the Cavs. I'm just Canadians. talking about, just the, like I'm the, talking about the Steelers, though. Yeah, we're talking about. We're talking. We're not. Okay, you compare the Cavs rings. I, what you compare the Cavs in that scenario, and um, I was there too. I was. Oh, downtown. I know that. We're talking about the Steelers. We're talking about I like the you. feelings we okay, felt. Okay, so 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 let's let's see this. Let's see who you are. What you really are. Did you enjoy the Cavs championship more than you enjoyed the Steelers two Super Bowls? Yeah. Hmm. And this I guy. Mean, I was also a kid when I was younger, and I had. A <laughs> you were a kid when you were younger? No way. Man. This, this is, is really a jerk. Yeah, the producer's losing it. Oh, man. But anyways, I, I was going to get into one more NFL thing, but it looks like it's almost time to take another break. When we get back, though, I guess Parker Pierce would understand this, and you were too because you used to be a wrestling fan. The rest of the show, now it's time for the main event, baby. I like it. It's baseball time. We got baseball. Trevor Bauer. Is baseball back? And we have the Cleveland Indians. Don't and, go anywhere. And also make sure that you follow us on Instagram, pro underscore Parker underscore P. You got Toolbag, uh, Pittsburgh Steeler, Head and Shoulders. And you got over here, Keith Migra hyphen Hillis one. Oh. Give us a follow. <laughs> Why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. So a little side note, have you ever cut your balls while shaving them? I have, and that is painful. I would not ever do that again, and I would never shave my balls if it wasn't for Manscaped, because once I started using Manscaped, I no longer had to worry about the bleeding anymore. Also, for any new subscribers, you end up getting replacement blades refilled for your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get not only one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the high-patented, high-performance, anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPORTSWITHAZ at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with the free shipping at Manscaped. And use the code SPORTS. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thanks, Manscaped. Welcome back to the We Like Sports Podcast. Everybody just kind of looked at what the <laughs> like, hell. We're just looking around. Oh, Keith, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. For, the, for you viewers at home, I actually got his Twitter handle and Instagram handle wrong. It's at three. It's actually Keith Hillis one. Okay. And that's that's actually hey, that's actually Mr. Really Professional. Weird. You know that when the slide goes to the right, that we're live and everybody just kind of looked at the camera and didn't say anything. I'm not the host of the show. I'm not the host of the show. This guy is. He's, he's about to, to stick. He's everything. about to stick to tying shoes here. He probably should. Honestly, like, I, I, can we talk baseball? Sure. Let's Trevor talk Bauer, baseball. baseball. So, anyways, you have Aubrey Huff and Trevor Bauer getting into some beef on Twitter, and it's a bunch of back and forth. But the first tweet we're going to show you is the fact that Aubrey Huff ends up pretty much calling out Trevor Bauer, saying that the fact that you said in your first tweet that I'll forward you some followers, um, tells me everything I need to know about you. You'd rather build a brand than win. That's why I have two World Series rings, and you, let's just go with the kind word of saying, and you, you can see it on screen, but let's say you play with yourself to analytic spin rates, geek fans like Keith Law. 
It's another guy. It's not you. In case I, you didn't you realize that about five hours ago, I was talking to Aubrey Huff, right? Yeah, I know. Okay, okay. So we had, we had a good conversation. And like, how'd that go? Like, did he talk about Trevor Bauer he at did. all? Dude, yeah. Trevor, listen, Trevor Bauer. So we're gonna have him on uh, Tuesday, and possibly on the show next Wednesday here. But the Twitter, so New York Times picked it up. Everybody picked it up. This big Twitter war. They said nobody needs it. Listen, Bauer's got a big mouth. Yeah. Is he a phenomenal pitcher? That is not even a question. He is a phenomenal pitcher. But in this case, Aubrey Huff is right. In a way, yeah. I could probably possibly agree with you with this. But also, Trevor Bauer's rebuttal, though, too, is if our producer, I don't know, it's not pulled up yet, but the Trevor Bauer one that he ends up replying back and says pretty much essentially his answer back being, Thanks, Pookie. I know some people are only capable of only doing one thing at a time. Others of us can walk and chew bubblegum simultaneously. And if you want to talk about winning, a stat called wins above replacement does that. Me, my wins above replacement is 17.4. You, 17.3. Better at winning and tweeting. Now, hold on a minute. For one, does anybody care about war? What's it good for? Does anybody care about that stat? That stat is done. Yeah, that stat is—he's right. It's a nerd stat. It's the only people that care about war. Is the even analytics don't care about it anymore. People who are on ESPN sitting there breaking down literally everybody's pitching stats. Nobody cares about war. And did he just say? Did Trevor Bauer just say that he could do two things at once? Chew bubblegum and play baseball or whatever? Chew bubblegum and walk, I think. Oh, chew bubblegum and walk, but he can't play in a World Series and fly a drone. So, I mean, <laughs> really, is he the one that can say, like, if we want to have a Twitter war, we can. But I'm telling you, I take Aubrey Huff's side on this every single time because the way Trevor Bauer left Cleveland, Tito, the front office, Tito had no choice but to trade the crybaby, whiny little kid because he couldn't pitch right. He couldn't get his feelings in, in check. Turns around, hauls the ball to center field. That's where the first strain of COVID and, went to, actually. And, yeah. and that, that, that just goes back to our, our segment, you know, two segments ago about team being a teammate. Trevor Bauer, yeah, you're a phenomenal pitcher. Yeah, you got the stuff. But you're not a teammate. You just aren't. And, yeah, Aubrey Huff is right. He has two World Series rings because he's a teammate. I know they, I know the San Francisco Giants were great back in the early two, 2010s when you had Buster yeah, Posey in his prime, Posey, Madison yeah. Bumgarner just going out there. Ooh, yeah. Oh, you had – you also had uh, – oh, who else was that? Lincecum was, was out of his mind those couple of years. But you had to have good teammates like Aubrey Huff in order to actually win a World Series like that. Look, but the point is, is that Bauer calls everybody out. He does. It doesn't matter who you are. And, and like, look, he did the thing with Ramirez, whatever. Obviously, they're teammates. But if you look former at... Former teammates, but they're still cool. They're former teammates, but they're still, they're, they're still cool. But if you look at what did Santana get in trouble for in Philly? He didn't get in trouble for it, but what happened? Oh, (laughs) this is one of my favorite stories. Yeah. This is one of my all-time favorites. They were on, like, some type of losing streak, and it was terrible. And they walk – he walks back into the locker room after the game, and there's a bunch of young guys just playing Fortnite after they just got their butt whooped. I mean, killed. They they, they got destroyed. destroyed. And there's dudes laughing over Fortnite. Oh, we really don't care about our job. We're having a good time anyway, just chilling in the clubhouse. Carlos Santana takes his uh, good old-fashioned Louisville slugger and wrecks the TV. I mean, he booted that thing 200 feet into left field. I mean, it was great. I mean, Fortnite, 
for children. I bet this guy plays Fortnite. Yeah, absolutely. PUBG, does. actually. That's yeah. even worse. Yeah. But the point is that when you look at how, like, look at what Bauer does. Bauer's going to call everybody out. He's going to call Aubrey Huff out, who is a champion, who has yeah. a ring. Does, does, does Bauer have a ring I don't know about? You know what he has? He's got Band-Aid. Because you remember, he cut himself, started bleeding all over, the, all, all over himself, and then he had to get taken out of the game because literally the night before, or, the, or a week before, whatever, he decided to play with drones before the biggest game of the year? Yep. I mean, come on. But could we like, look at Trevor Bauer's like fan support too? Because the, this you you have to laugh at no matter what side oh you're yeah. at. Literally, a fan messages Aubrey Huff, and he ends up saying that, well, like, hey, there's a stat called Bofa Plus where you beat Bauer by far. If you want, like, me to send it to you, and then he threw in hashtag MAGA, and Aubrey Huff goes, no idea what that is, and. The fan goes, both of these nuts in your mouth, B-word. See, that's messed up, too. Like, how and then Trevor Bauer quotes the tweet and goes, perfect execution here. See, but so that, he's but egging it on. He like, is egging yeah. it. Bauer's a child. Yes, he is. Bauer's a child. You have Aubrey Huff who is trying to defend himself at this point because Bauer has some type of weird Napoleon syndrome because he ha- he's not going to win. He's just not going to. He gets traded to the Reds. What happens? Did he have a great? Did, did, did he pitch great? Not, he starts not winning well. in the Bofu department. Yeah, that's yeah. right. People are getting nuts in Bauer's mouth. Bauer outage used to be a cool thing, right? Yeah. Bauer yeah. outage was awesome until we realized that Bauer outage was literally only about Bauer. Yep. He didn't care about the Indians when he turned around and chucked that ball to center field. I was disgusted. It was a big was like, F you, you to the entire city of Cleveland. It was. That's what that it, was. It was. And and the front office and even Tito got pissed. Even Tito's like, get your ass back there. Yep. When you have Tito. And that was the PG version too. He got in his face and he started swearing. When you have Tito getting mad and then you have the Cleveland front office saying, dude, you got to go because you're already whiny. You're already crying. And if the the game doesn't go his way, you got to remember, he's nodding off pitches. Trevor Bauer, and and, and, and he's a veteran at this point. I get it. So you're you're able to shake off your your, your catcher's pitches. Most rookies, you do not shake off the catcher's pitches. No, because he's calling the game for you. He's calling the game for you. So now Bauer wants to take control of that game all the time. He's nodding off pitches. He thinks he knows what's best. When you're throwing fastballs, when you should be throwing breaking balls, you know for a fact he's not a he's a fastball hitter and he's going to try to blow it by him because he's got Napoleon syndrome and thinks yep. he's better than that person. So he's shaking off the breaking ball, throws a heater down there, gets roped. All of a sudden now the Indians are down by three in the eighth. You know what I mean? What is yep. happening? And he gets pissed off when he can't go as long as as he wants to. You need to save your – this is a game for teammates. I mean, this all started when he was in Arizona. It's the reason Arizona uh, traded him. It's because he did his own thing. It's a lot like the whole – okay, uh, we'll go back to the, to the uh, weed smoke and stuff in the NFL. If your employer doesn't want you doing something, don't do it. But how would he warm up? He'd warm up chucking the ball from foul pole to foul pole – which every single person in that bullpen said, uh, don't do that. Yet he continued to do it. And what happened? Arizona's like, you're not, you're not a teammate. You don't listen. You don't, you don't, you're not coachable. That's a problem. That's he's a not, problem. He's, he's not, not coachable. coachable. And because he's not coachable, it's just a big headache for the entire team. And, and I do not want to talk about Trevor Bauer anymore because he is a piece of garbage. Yeah. Next topic then. Let's go to is it back? Ladies and gentlemen, it is back. Yes. What is it? It's baseball. It's baseball. life. Baseball's back. Right. Without <sighs> fans, more than likely, 
And before we end up going into the baseball aspect of 60 games, most of it being divisional. Sure. Here's the thing. If fans aren't at the games, you're telling me that people are going to not go downtown and socially distance at the bar because baseball's on TV? No, they're not. Just let them into the game. Right. The, yeah. Honestly, oh, common no. sense. Bars are packed already. Bars are just completely packed already. It, that, there's no such thing as social distancing at bar. It just doesn't happen. Look, we talk- it doesn't. And but let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Today, I was I took my woman out. We went and got some delicious tuna uh, tuna steaks, and it was absolutely incredible. And you know what was on the TV? Soccer. Well, and I'm like, you know what? I kept looking at it. I kept looking at it, and I'm like. You know what? No fans, but I keep looking at it. If it was baseball, I'd be glued my eyes would be glued. glued to it. Glued. Sure. But you're literally taking the crowd out of the game, and these players are not going to have the crowd at the game, but you're going to have, like you're saying that you're going to pipe in sound from MLB The Show 20 or you whatever. You don't even need to do that. You could literally just put a microphone at the bar, and you're going to have the same environment and pipe it through the stadium. Fans, the whole fans, are, not, fans are not, these guys are still playing for something. Fans are not. They're not. They're playing. They're still playing for the fans. The fans that's, are still watching. They're still going to see it. Look at the, the, but, but they play. They play for their team. Sure. They do play for the fans, and the fans are still going to be watching. But the emotion, the true emotion, that comes from from feeding off of their teammates more, not their fans. I talked to Mercado. Mercado was like, "Look, is that your new last name now too? Hillis slash Mercado slash." You're just Michael? mad that I get to interview these people. Shut up. All right, so I, I when we were talking about, I think him and I are friends now. He laughed at my joke. No, I'm just ready for Keith to shank you. <laughs> I like it. When I talked to Mercado, he said that playing with the fans, he comes from a stadium from the minor leagues where there wasn't fans sometimes at all. Yep. So he knows what it's like to play without fans. They're going to play with that same energy. Oh, no, absolutely. With a 60-game season and a World Series still on the line, I guarantee you the Indians come out of their hot as hell. They're coming out there, and Tito's going to play it that way. Tito's going to play it. We got 60 games. We know for a fact we have to get ahead of everybody in our division. And it's we no have longer to it. a marathon. It's literally it's a, a sprint, sprint now. Here, the saying has always been it's a marathon, not a sprint. Nope, now, no, no. Now yeah. it's a sprint. We're running that 400-meter, 40, 40-yard 40 dash, whatever. We're taking the mile lap, and it's time. It's go time. You have to. Here's, here's what you do. If you really want to solve this problem about the fans and the the, the, uh, the players not getting any energy off the fans, you, you what you do is you live stream from a local bar. A sure. video from the local bar. Put it on the big screen, and it's live. That's it's live. Idea. It's live, and you can see the players can see the fans' reaction from their hometown. You go to a different bar every game, promote the heck out of it, and bam, you're there. Business deal. So, Indians. I'm a professional. Hire me. So you guys have rule changes now too. The National League has a DH. Right. That's official. Extra innings. There's a runner on second now. Right. And a fan ended up tweeting, or not a fan, but Dan Heron. I want to say didn't he pitch for the Dan Athletics a while ago? Yes, closer. So, he ended up saying, with this situation with the runner on second, to Bob Nightingale, how do earned runs and wins and losses work for the pitcher when if there's a guy on second? And then Nightingale said the pitcher will not be charged an earned run if the runner's on second scores, but they're still charged with the winner and loss, which sucks because in the long run, in the record no, that, books... That, 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 no, because when you, when you think about, when you think about uh, relief pitchers... When you think about relief pitchers, the win-loss doesn't mean jack. Right. I mean, you could have a guy... I mean, most closers, they're, they're, they're in there for one reason, to close the game. They're not getting the win. They're there to close the game. Right. So most closers already have a below 500 win-loss average. Sure. 
Most closers do. And it's because they're not winning games, they're closing games. Right. The win is going to somebody else. Or else they're getting or a, they're getting so, a stat or, that so isn't when, talked about too often, the hold. Nobody knows what a hold is for right. the longest time. That's literally yeah. holding the game at one spot. Yes. Right. Fun fact for any baseball fan. Yep. And so, I like that stat, holds for relief pitchers. I think that's it, for a relief it gives, pitcher. It, makes it gives them yeah. something to play for, and it gives them a stat, which is cool because, I mean, numbers are all everything. And it's always, it's always hard to find. I mean, well, That's why war I, is a thing. Yeah, it's a good Because stats are, oh my god! Because that's what stats are. I mean, in baseball, stats are the biggest thing. I mean, you know, you got when you type in a game recap as a media member, you're putting in the batting average, how many doubles, how many triples, home runs, RBIs, walks, strikeouts, whatever, and then the pitcher. It's your earned run average, your wins, losses, strikeouts on the year, blah blah blah. But to go a step further with reporters, as I mentioned, the media. I don't really like this as being a former reporter and still having a sense in the media. They have, after the conclusion of the ball game, which I don't understand how this works, after that last pitch, they have an hour to get out of the ballpark after the post game. So, by the sounds of it, they have to leave the ballpark within one hour after the interviews are done. So, a lot of players or a lot of media members, you have to end up, like, usually you go back up to the press box, yeah, like, yeah. Type up your story, edit the sound, whatever. Get it all from home. You're gonna have to do yep. that from home now. But at the same time, though, that environment at home sometimes is not as quiet. If you do have children, like in your case, if you were in that same boat, oh, yeah. you can't really focus. It's not the same. Sure. But I don't want to hit too much about the media. I do want to get to the Indians to close the show finally. So you have the White Sox. You're playing the right. Twins, the Tigers, the Royals. And then you have the Cubs, Cardinals, Pirates, Reds, and Brewers. Since 2016, Terry Francona, his record against these teams, the White Sox, he's 46 and 30. Twins, 42 and 34. Obviously, last season didn't help. Sure. The Tigers, since 2016, this is amazing. 58 and 17. I love it. The Royals, 50 and 26. Most of your games are going to be against those guys. If you handle the Twins, I'm not worried about the White Sox. I don't care if not you have. I don't care if you have Jose uh, Abreu and Edwin Encarnacion in the same lineup. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Cubs, three and one in regular season. I assume because obviously we lost. Right, yeah. right, right. Cardinals, one and two. Pirates, one and two. Reds, thirteen and five. And the Brewers, three and five. All those numbers sound like they're on the winning end. There's a good chance. It, it does sound like an only one because the, the AL Central is the worst division in baseball. It is. Yeah, the, Indians, right. the Indians sneak by every year. I mean, granted, they, they've had some good playoff runs, but they're only in it because the division's so weak. Yeah. I mean, the Twins, gosh, the Twins who were in last place for how many years in a row? Right. They were the only competition last year. And they're, they're, they're going to be competition this year. And they are. They're going to be competition this but year. But the, the only reason is because – the Twins and the Indians just beat up on the Royals, the Sox, and, and the Tigers. None of those and, other teams and the Tigers, oh, I don't care. I, I'm just so happy. The Tigers used to drive me up a wall. Oh, yeah. Like five, six years ago when they had Miguel Cabrera in his prime, Victor sure. Martinez. Maglio Ordonez. I mean, Ordonez, you had, you had uh, yep. Uh, just all those guys, and it's like, oh, man, I'm so glad that era is over because those Detroit fans, man, they come down in busloads, and they took over progressive field. Yeah, but now look what happens. Yeah, we beat up they're on the Tigers. Now. Yeah, they're and now we go. And, and exactly. Now, that's right. That's right. And, no, we, we bust them up, and that's fine, especially when it comes down to is that going to be a difficult division? Because you got to remember, we just talked about this. It's 60 games. Yep. It's going to be difficult no matter what we right. do. Four teams, but, 10 games each. That's right. most of your season. That is almost all your season. That is all your season. Yeah, almost. I mean, 
Oh, so what do you get? What do you get? Uh, four against the other. I want you guys. Twos and twos. I want you guys. I think it's home, home and home, like two and two, two or three yeah. and three, whatever. Three and three. But let me put this into perspective for you. Sixty games, right? I want you to think. And about, by the way, their over under number in the sports books right now for the Indians it's thirty two. Before you get into that topic, over or under for thirty two wins in a sixty game season? I think it's over for the Indians. I think it's over. It's going to be over. Yeah, I I, think, if I, I were to over. bet money on it, it's going to be over because I think again we're going to come out swinging. We're although you, although strong. you got to also think about it. What, what's what's the Indian strength? It's, it's, it, 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 no, it's Tito figuring out his bullpen halfway through the season. Through the and game, yeah. I mean, look at it. I mean, they always start off. I swear to God, the last three years in a row, they start off 24 and 24. Mm-hmm. Right. And exactly. then and then they get a little bit ahead. Then they go back to 500. And then they take off. Right. Because Tito figures out his team. Because the Indians' bullpen changes every year because we can't afford to pay guys to stay for too long. No, no, it's not. And you blow people well, because Dolan's Do, Well, that's what it. I'm saying. They, and you're right. it's, 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 okay, who are we going to develop this year? And we'll throw him in the bullpen and Tito can figure it out. Right. And that, that's what they do. But that's what his job is. It is. But watch that, it, that's, it works. But that, that works for a 162-game season. What's going to happen with a shortened season? That's but what I want I'm you saying. to think about this, I'm saying too. starters are in a pitch longer. You're going to see a lot of seven innings, eight innings, and you're not going to see a 100 pitch count in full I don't think so from Tito. I don't. Th- I think he's going to. If you have keep. the bullpen, we'll I feel like you could still. Like, I think you're going to be the strong suit, and you're going to have all your guys fresh. I think you're going to see maybe, but I think you're going to see him take each pitcher different. I think the rotation is going to look different. I think the starting pitching is going to look different. I think you could see a pitcher pitch one day and then possibly pitch the next day. I think Tito yeah. could do something like that with Clevenger behind you. Have to you get creative. Behind you. Yeah. You're going to have to. And it's going to throw people away. It's going to throw people off. You might even see some non-starters start. How weird would it be to see Kind of like how you had Tyler Clippard and like the opener that like the Rays came yep. up with. Yeah, and we don't have Kluber anymore to be our home star. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's like well, we didn't Kluber, have Kluber, Kluber was on the decline, though. I think Kluber was on the decline. And Kluber's on, he was. I, I don't think he's going to have Kluber. a very successful season down no, in he's Texas. Not. I really don't. No, All right. no he's but not. He's absolutely not. I know we're getting close to closing time. I want to mention this topic for next week, Indians related. But a good friend of mine, my boss at the radio station, ended up saying that if – with the Indians playing possibly the last season with Francisco Lindor. And there's plenty of rumors today that came out that the Indians, Friday, they're having a fire sale. They're getting rid of everybody. You're there's not spending always money. a rumor about the fire sale. But literally, so we get baseball get back yesterday, and now today you hear fire sale, which is never good news. But do you end up buying, because your trade deadline is August 31st, a month after the usual, you have to buy if you want to win. You have your last chance with Lindor. Oh, that's, that's, what, that's what the Indians always do. But sure. especially now, though, you have a shortened season. You have to capitalize. And, of course, and I want to get to the clip of just reminding you what baseball feels like with fans before we do go. How Cleveland-like would it be if the Indians won a World Series and fans couldn't go to the parade? Tony, right now, that won't happen. The no parade or the World Series? The parade will just be delayed. The parade will happen. No. It'll just be delayed a little bit until... Honestly, with like rioting and stuff, I feel like... We'll have our own parade. We'll just just crowd the city. Yeah, dude, no, come on. If the Indians win a World Series, we're having a parade when the parade's supposed to happen. I don't give a damn. Yep. Yeah. It's happening. I, we'll hold. We'll, we like sports. We'll host it if we have to. We'll get sponsors. We got right. Manscaped. Manscaped. We will. Dude, if we win a World Series, we are definitely going to that. Dude, parade. I'm That's so excited. Good. I'm in a good mood because baseball's back. Yeah, the Indians too. are back. We're all excited. Yeah. Um, again, before you, we were closing out the show with this clip to remind you what Tom Hamilton sounds like. If you forgot, That's to right. remind you what fans sound like. 
again, though, next week, Wednesday, 7.30 to 9.30. Maybe Parker Pierce is going to join us again. I don't know if he's going to show up or I kinda, not. I kind of got other plans for next week, but, I mean, I don't know. If I'm bored two weeks from now, I might show up. All right, fair enough. Maybe we'll see you in two weeks. Hopefully we don't. Um, <laughs> anyways, though, Twitter, Instagram. Hopefully for you. Exactly. At We Like Sports PC, Facebook page, We Like Sports Podcast, 9 a.m. Thursday morning on YouTube, 9 a.m. Thursday morning, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and Anchor, the replay of the podcast. But, guys, to end on a positive note, get the chills going once again. Check it out. Tom Hamilton, Jose Ramirez, Tyler Naquin. Do you guys remember this? Where were you? One down in the ninth. Here's Jose Ramirez. 0 for 3. He'll bat left-handed. Osuna's not wasting any time. The pitch swung on. Hit high and deep to right. Saunders, track, wall, leaps, and score! How about that? What more can Jose Ramirez do? We are tied at 2. A swing and a drive to deep right. Saunders at the wall. It hits off the top of the wall. Naquin's around second. He's on his way to third. He'll try to score. Here's the throw. Out in time. You say Naquin flying around the bases on a drive off the top of the wall in right. It ricocheted back toward the infield. And Coach Mike Sarbaugh never slowed him down. USAA was made for right now. Right now is a time for action. So for a